My brain hurts way too much to be doing this podcast right now. It's uh it's been a it's been an interesting experience. Uh, <laughs> so today we are going to review Christopher Nolan's second feature film. Memento. Memento. Not Momento. Me. Memento. M E. <laughs> it made my brain hurt. I don't like you when stuff makes my brain hurt. Christopher Nolan made you think. Christopher Nolan definitely made me think. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I guess we should um, go ahead and get right into it. Yeah. So I'm going to read the plot synopsis off the back of the, the Blu-ray case here. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Or do I no, go first? for it. All right. So, Guy Pierce stars as Leonard, a man with a bizarre disorder, the inability to form new memories. Ever since that fateful night when his wife was murdered, anyone Leonard has met or anything he has done simply vanishes from his mind. Who are his friends? Who are his enemies? What is the truth? The answers change from second to second as Leonard seeks vengeance for his wife's murder and sinks into an abyss of uncertainty and danger. (sighs) Ooh. Ooh, interesting. Anyway, so obviously this movie was directed by Christopher Nolan. Uh, the screenplay is by Christopher Nolan as well, based on the short story by, the, by his brother Jonathan, starring Guy Pierce, Carrie Ann Moss, and Joe Pantoliano, and music by David Julian. Cool. Cool. All right, well, so this is the first time that I've seen this film. This is the second time I've seen this. It has been so long that I pretty much forgot most of what happened. I just remembered that it was good. So, I don't even know well, where to start. What, what were your expectations for this movie? Walking well, into I knew it, I'd not, heard not about it. it. I'd heard about it, and I knew that it was supposed to be one of his best, and that everybody talked, gave it rave reviews and everything. So, I, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be good, or at least that people said it was good. So... And I knew, like, I'd had, I knew that it was, I don't know if I knew the, like, extent to which it was told backwards, but I knew that the plot was essentially told in reverse order coming in. I'd heard that. So, I kind of knew what I was walking into. I don't think I knew quite to the extent that I was walking into (laughs) it. But, yeah, so, I expected to see a good film, though, which we'll talk about at the end, I guess. All right, well... (laughs) I mean, I, I I enjoyed this movie the first time I watched it. I remember enjoying it and thinking it was good. Uh, watching it this time, uh, it was an interesting experience again. Seeing it again, I for I complete. I mean, I I knew it was, it's told in reverse order, but I forgot to also to the extent of how how far it's told in reverse order, like literally backwards. Literally backwards. Like this is the closest thing you can get to telling a film in reverse without actually just playing the film in reverse, <laughs> which they yeah. actually do that for the first At scene. the very first scene, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I I enjoy this movie. I think it's good. Yeah. So let's just kind of, I guess, just kind of walk through it. So as I mentioned, the first scene is actually played in reverse order, kind of giving you a foreshadowing what yeah. this film is going to do. And it's very, I think you can tell within the first couple of scenes what, what Christopher Nolan is doing here. He You start at the end of the story and kind each of. scene, kind of, each scene is taking place before the previous scene. Yeah. With the exception of some... uh, Some intercut black and white sequences. Which are told in chronological order. They are told chronologically front to back. Yeah. Um, Everything in color is told in reverse order. Return, yeah. 
And then at the end Which of the each, movie, each each color scene starts out further in the in the past and leads up to the scene that you watched before that was in yeah. color, which is interesting. And at the end of the movie, the two timelines kind of they converge, converge, I guess. But no, so I'm, I'm watching this movie, and I think so. I mean, obviously Christopher Nolan's trademark is in at, at I mean turned up cranked to 110 here. Yeah, non-linear storytelling. Like you we thought, talk- you thought, you thought the last movie is yeah. non-linear. This is literally told backwards. Literally told backwards. So, I, you know, I, I think I last last review I kind of called it a gimmick. I'm not gonna say that for this film. I'm gonna say that the way he this is this is a really an original way to tell. Yeah. I, I mean, as far as I know, I mean, again, I've never I haven't watched all movies ever made or anything. But as far as I'm aware, this is a, a, a an original way to tell a uh, portray a story. And I think that it actually does enhance this plot. I think if yeah. you told this plot chronologically, it's a, a probably less thriller, interesting movie. But it's not this. It's, it's not memorable. Nobody would remember. I mean, it'd just kind of be lost in time. But everybody remembers. Not well. I, I don't know if everybody may be stretching it, but a lot of people remember film buffs, especially remember Memento because of the way that of it its is told. unique storytelling. Yeah. So I, I I think I I will commend Christopher Nolan. I think. His non-linear trademark actually does make Enhance this film the story better than what it otherwise would be. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a really interesting a really interesting concept to tell your story backwards and forwards at the exact same time because that's really what's going on here. Everything in color is being told backwards, and everything in black and white is being told chronologically forward. So you got two timelines going back toward each other until they eventually converge, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. And I think it really does enhance the story. Without that, I think there would be less uh, less mystery to the story, which would make the movie therein less uh, less intriguing to watch. Yeah. So, but definitely works for this. But putting aside the 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 nonlinear stuff for a moment, let's just I guess just kind of talk about the plot itself. I I think Christopher Nolan has done a good job constructing this plot. Even I mean, if you're if we're looking at it, you know, like chronologically speaking. I think he's 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 constructed a good story with good characters. I this is more of a personal thing. I can't ever really get behind Guy Pierce in this movie. And every movie I've ever seen Guy Pierce in, including this one, he comes off as a pretentious douchebag, <laughs> I guess. And I just I don't like Guy Pierce. Like I mean, he's probably a really nice guy in real life, but I just I've never seen a Guy Pierce movie where I was like, where I actually like could feel sorry for him. Or he does. He does kind of all the movies that I've seen him in, other than this one. He always seems to like play some uh, some rich douchebag guy. Yeah. Like see Iron Man three. <laughs> well, even even in this one, like his just his attitude and the way he goes about things. I just I don't know. I just comes across comes across it, slightly like a, I'm better than everybody. Yeah, and I I think maybe it just. He does a good job, though. I mean, he's great in the movie. He's I think. a good actor, yeah, definitely. I think he. Everyone in this movie is really good. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Carrie. Carrie and Moss is really Moss good, yeah. is. Uh, as she's Natalie. good. I mean, as, as Natalie, and then uh, Joe Pantoli, uh, Anna, who we just talked about in in, in, Bad, in Boys. Bad Boys. Or I guess we, we didn't, didn't talk, talk about, about it in Bad Boys, we but he was him. in Bad Boys. We just saw him in Bad Boys. He's he's good, and I mean, he's yeah. basically playing the same character essentially as he does in Bad Boys, I guess. But I I find him entertaining in this. Movie. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, everyone everyone does a good job, and I think I, I think it's every every character is written in a way that makes them interesting. Still, yeah. so 
Yeah, definitely. So I, I think it's a good story. And I, I guess we need to talk about the ambiguous part of this movie. So I, this movie does not give you a straightforward answer as to no. what's going on. Which, I mean, I'm a fan of ambiguous endings. You yeah. Know, I like 2001. I like Blade Runner's ending. Uh, the Shining. The Shining. I like that. Definitely. So, I mean, a lot of the famous ones you can point out. I think when you're doing ambiguous endings, you're you're walking a really fine a really fine line between telling having an uh, an artistic ambiguous ending and, and just, being a douchebag and well and just not finishing your plot and just having a jumble story. I I think this one it, it's really it's really jumbling straddling that the line we're straddling that line because I feel like. There are so many little details that are left ambiguous that I feel like I, I kind of would This have movie preferred. can be interpreted a lot of different ways. Apparently, yeah. from what we we just watched like a quick like uh, analysis of it to try to better understand it. And then uh, also from other things I've heard, it, it seems as though Christopher Nolan told this movie in a way that would leave it ambiguous to where you wouldn't know exactly what happened after you watched the movie. But if you go back and watch it, apparently there are small little plot points and details that are the truth. And if you can piece them together, then you'll know the actual story. Yeah, I think I don't know. He made this movie with the intention of you not knowing for sure what this the this movie was. is. It, it's again, it's it's really interesting because of where the story starts. We start with like the last thing that happens, mm-hmm. and then the black and white stuff. So really, the ending of this movie is about the middle of the story. Yeah. If you looked at it chronologically, so <laughs> yeah, that's interesting I, to think I mean, about as well. And so I don't know. The first, the, as when the credits started rolling, what I assumed had happened was was that uh, total spoilers, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, I assumed that he his story that he had been telling of of Jerry, Sammy, or Sammy, whatever, of Sammy was actually more or less his story. Yeah. Because they have that one shot where for one like one frame uh in the mental institution when Sammy had been committed, it Sammy is replaced by by Guy Pierce in the chair. And there's other hints, you know, the the line earlier when he says that what did he say? Like memory can be t- it can it's it's not it's not um Something about it. it's it's not it's not always right or perfect or whatever. Yeah, you can like change details and yeah. not remember faces and stuff accurately yeah. and stuff like that. So So I mean I I took it as, you know, he, he was committed to this institution and that essentially his story was actually Sam Sammy's story was actually his story. His wife I I don't know if she died because he gave her too many shots or he actually strangled her, which is also implied. But he killed his wife in some manner. And yeah. he was committed, and then he broke out, and this cop, this dirty cop, was kind of using him to kill people. People, and then also he meets this uh, Carrie Ann Moss's character of Natalie, who also uses him to kill her boyfriend or something. Something drug dealer, person. some drug dealer that's after her. <laughs> yeah, and so he's just kind of being used by these people because he because has of his condition. condition. But then at the end of the movie, he also. He knows the truth for like that five minutes or whatever, and he chooses just to keep on living his life as as he's been living it. Yeah. So, but that's what I understood has happened. I mean, but like Dylan said, you could interpret it. You can interpret it in a lot of different ways. I mean, if you listen to the to, to the what Teddy tells him at the end of the movie, you know his his wife was was strangled, 
by someone. He did he did see see this happen. Yeah. And then uh, his wife survived, and then he accidentally killed her in some manner. Essentially, then that's where the Sammy the Sammy story picks up. So yeah. he Teddy tells him, you know. What happened is correct, you know, the thing the last things that you remember, you know, you, you, you had your house broken into, your wife was was essentially, you know, she was sexually assaulted and then you were thrown into this mirror or whatever and that caused you to have, you know, your your condition. But then your wife didn't die, she survived, you just didn't remember, and then you ended up accidentally killing her, and then you were committed and that's where he becomes, you know, Sammy in the story, uh, which is interesting to think about as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, so, I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of different ways you can interpret it, I guess. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think, and I commend Christopher Nolan for that. Like I said, I don't know. There might be a few more details he could have just spelled out for us, because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. At like, <laughs> which, at what point did he get some? Did he get some of these tattoos? And at what point did he not have them? Like that first tattoo that's like along his his collarbone, like it's backwards. Collar. It's backwards. I, I I don't know. Like I I maybe I missed this detail. When did he first acquire that tattoo? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a detail. I kind of wish I would have would have gotten by the end of the movie. And maybe it's there. Maybe if I watched this movie ten times back to back to back, I would get it. I don't know. But. Well, you see, because he already had a bunch of tattoos on him at the point where we meet him in the yeah. story, or what would have, what would be chronologically in the story, he already had the tattoos. Yeah. So he would have had the tattoos sometime not long after his wife, quote unquote, died or he killed her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who gave him? I guess he gave himself that tattoo. I don't know. Uh, he did not give him that. There's no way he could give himself a stick and poke on the freaking on his chest backwards. Well, there's some other things in this movie that don't make sense too. Like you know, Sammy's. I guess you can explain it away as a. Uh, and maybe people do this. I don't know. I'm not a medical expert, but she like is injecting insulin directly into her veins at one point. I've mm. never heard that. My mother is a type one diabetic. I've I've never heard of if any diabetic yeah. giving himself insulin intravenously, yeah. like in their arms, <laughs> like they're shooting up heroin. Yeah, like that's that's not a thing yeah. that I've heard of. My grandmother was diabetic, and she always gave her herself her shots in her in her. She I think she was probably type two, but she always gave her her shots in her stomach. Like yeah, like so. <laughs> that's. That's where my mom gives hers, like, or, or like when you're a kid, a lot of times they give them to you like in your thigh or something like that. Yeah. So I, I was like, do they do that? I mean, usually Christopher Nolan's pretty accurate on his details, but I was like, I don't know. Maybe. Well, there was one other detail we said we kind of called bullshit on. I don't remember what it was. I, I mean, if you look at it too deep, <laughs> there are some sequences in this movie where if he has no, act like no no. Uh, no capability to make short-term memories, how would he end up in some of the situations that he's in? Like, because it, it, he would... Like, there there are sequences in the movie that it's it's understood that he can not remember things after about 15 minutes. Like, he won't remember things from about, yeah. you know, 10 to 15 minutes. Like, there's a scene where he's driving in a car with some rando. Like, what if that car ride took longer than 15 or 20 minutes? Would he just somehow forget why he's in the car? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of understood it as long as he was engaged, engaged in whatever he was, what was doing, going on. He could yeah, kind of remember. But yeah, but it, like if you got put in scenarios, you're like stretching that. reality to think that this guy could live his life. Could because he's still able. I mean, and obviously they try to explain it away with this this peak, these Polaroids and these tattoos and the notes and everything. It's kind of stretching reality to think that he could 
travel through life and com- get it, you know, accomplish as much as he does in each 15 minute stretch or whatever without being able to remember anything from the, after his after the incident as they keep calling it. But I think Christopher Nolan, he sells it to me enough that it doesn't really distract me from the movie. Yeah, no. But But if you think about it too hard, it's interesting. Yeah. But, you know, I've heard people say claim that this could be his best film. I still wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm in that camp. I guess we can kind of put it after we after we give it a star rating, but yeah, uh, I mean it's good. It's it's definitely good. I I'll say it's it's a really well made film. And I don't I don't know if we'll rank it or say where we would put it, but I mean, obviously, obviously, even even with the star rating, I would I would before star ratings are given out, I would say, Dark Knight is still hands down his best movie. And I think anyone oh, yeah. who's listened to this podcast can probably, <laughs> yeah understand that from listening to us we, we both really enjoy that movie i think oh, yeah. uh, one of our favorite movies of all time but at the end of the year we'll go back and rank all of these so oh yeah yeah yeah. so i mean you can find out it's where good. it is it's definitely good i think if you if you haven't i seen mean it's a film, good movie and it's really told in an um, interesting way and I you like can it find it online on multiple sites so it's out there for you to watch if you want to watch it i think definitely is worth checking out but um, i did read where uh on the wikipedia page about the production of this movie mm-hmm. so uh the story was pitched to christopher nolan by his brother while he was a student at georgetown chris or jonathan jonathan while jonathan was a student at, at uh at georgetown. georgetown yeah the john g in the movie the person who's the killer mm-hmm. is Inspi- his name is inspired by his his roommate in college, mm. or something like that. Also, at the beginning of this movie, I made the assumption that Christopher Nolan probably wrote this in chronological order, and then when he got to the editing room, went back and cut the story and edited it in a way that he wanted told, so it would be more interesting. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, I he wrote the story chronologically. I figured that's what he probably did because I figured that's probably what he did with following. And then I mean, that's literally filmed. He did film in that in he, order. He and filmed then, that in order and then chopped it up. So I figured that's probably what he did. Now this and, one, I can see maybe he didn't. He there there are sequences where he yeah. might not have filmed it in order. Like he probably filmed a lot of this stuff in order. But the black and white stuff could have possibly yeah. been done. And when you start times, doing, so. uh, when you start doing studio films like this, a lot of times they don't film it in order. They just kind of yeah, film no. what they can, what they can, when they can. Yeah, just or whatever, where they can, whenever the actors are available, or you know whatever, or the locations or whatever. So, and then you just get in the editing room and you just put it together down. the way you want. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, uh, are you about ready to wrap this up? Or I guess so. Is there more you want to say? I don't know. This episode seems shorter than the last one. It is quite a bit shorter. I thought I'd try to give you uh, some <laughs> uh, leg up on editing. Yeah. Since we are running, I don't want to get behind a, again. I don't want to get a, a month behind forever. So. No. <laughs> I think we've covered this movie pretty well, though. Yeah, I mean it's great. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. It really is a good movie. Great. I don't know if I'd just say that. I say it's. It's really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean. <laughs> It's great from a filmmaking standpoint. It's it's done a lot, I'd say, for from an editing for, standpoint. For, for it is great the film industry. It's it's allowed people to who probably have never had never seen you know this style of filmmaking before, really, or probably yeah. at least probably not to this degree. They're like, yeah. you know what? That's an interesting way to tell a story. I'm gonna do that, and we've gotten. Yeah. Talented directors since this that are inspired by Christopher Nolan. When and we uh, this movie. when we talked about following, I said I couldn't think of a director who had used nonlinear storytelling quite effectively prior to Christopher Nolan. 
Quentin Tarantino totally slipped my mind. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino does tell <laughs> he a had done no, he had already done Pulp Fiction, which not quite the same concept, but of nonlinear, but but it is nonlinear nonetheless. Definitely nonlinear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you ready to give us some final thoughts? Yeah, and then we'll see if there's any news. All right. Final thoughts. Go for it. All right. So final thoughts. So like I've said, I think this is a master class in editing a non-chronological story together so that it makes sense and it is intriguing. I think this is Christopher Nolan and using his gimmick, quote-unquote, at his best of non-linear storytelling. And I think, he, aside from that, he's constructed a well-written story here with intriguing characters and an intriguing plot. And even if you told it, chronologically while not as interesting i think i still think it would be worth watching so i gotta give christopher nolan props i don't love this film necessarily i think it maybe leaves a few too many uh details ambiguous maybe makes it a little overcomplicates things here and there that it really doesn't have to but uh overall it's a really fun really engaging experience it forces you to be an active viewer which i really appreciate you know a lot of movies especially these mind-numbing blockbusters nowadays, you could literally zone out for 20 minutes and then zone back in and not miss a beat. This one, you have to be on top of it, paying attention every frame of the movie practically, which I really appreciate that that Christopher Nolan was able to do that, uh, even if it does make me think and it makes my brain hurt sometimes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give this movie four stars out of five. I, I, th- I think Christopher Nolan did a great job. I don't think it's his best. There's... Probably at least two, maybe three, depending on the day that of uh, his other films that I would rank above this film. But it's a really good effort by Christopher Nolan, really good early effort, considering this is his first studio film, I guess yeah. you would say. Uh, so, yeah, four out of five stars. I definitely think it's worth checking out. Yeah, I, I agree. This this movie, what it, what it did for, for, for Christopher Nolan, it really put him on the map. This is definitely what got him a start and what made Warner Brothers, I, I think, probably look at him and be like, you know, this guy is talented and... This is where this is really following is is his first film, but I think this is really where Christopher Nolan became Christopher Nolan that we know today, mm-hmm. and really where he got his start. And it's 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 a really interesting story. It's constructed in a way that's intriguing. It's told in a way that's intriguing by being nonlinear and told both forward and backward at the same time, and then converging at one point. It's interesting. I think guy I think Guy Pierce does a great job in the movie. I think Carrie Ann Moss is really good, and I think you know John. Pantoliano is, is also good for for essentially being the same character as he is in, in Bad Boys, just maybe a little a more subtle in this movie. Instead He's of a, a straight cop. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, it, it's a really neat concept about a man who has no no capability of making short-term memories and living his life like this. And the, the, the mystery itself is intriguing. And I, I like the quote-unquote twist, if you will, at the end. Really just kind of exposition dump of what may or may not be true but overall i mean i think it's, i think it's a really good movie I, I i it's definitely not as best like you said it's not as best there's probably one to two there's probably probably two two or three films like you said that i might put above it but um overall really good movie i'm going to give it four stars as well all right all right well is there any news that we want to talk about? We I could, guess we have talked about in the past how we uh, hope that Mulan will get a PG-13 rating. Mulan is going to get a PG-13 and it has, rating. Which is good. I mean, I still don't... Uh, I, there's still a lot of ifs on the movie, but uh, yeah. that's one if crossed off, so there we yeah. go. We could talk about the Batman. 
The Batman. The leaked images from the Batman. Yeah, it's not really leaked. They they put it out. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I mean, with the bat bike and everything, or bat cycle. The bat cycle. I I like the. I like the suit. I like the suit, even if it is a little daredevilish. Um, I think it it you've never. I don't know if you've played the Arkham games, but I played one or two of them. Yeah. I think it's very reminiscent of the suit from the Arkham games. It to looks me. like like his bat emblem is made out of gun parts and they had a lot of fans have theorized that it's the gun that they used to shot his parent that was used to shoot his parents which would be an interesting yeah little tidbit obviously um, this is supposed to be you know set more in the early days of batman when he's a detective but i mean overall i think it's an interesting look i don't really care for the cowl i think it to me it reminds me a lot of night owl from watchmen <laughs> just with pointer ears pointer ears I mean, I'll have to see it in action, obviously, maybe in a trailer or something. I don't know. I, I'm in. I mean, it's a Batman movie. Obviously, we're gonna we're go definitely gonna go see it, it. But I don't know. I'm not sold on Robert Pattinson yet. I'll mm. just have to see him. We'll have to see. I just have to see him. I guess. But it'll be an interesting movie. It'll be interesting. Any other major not things? That I'm that aware of. There's gotta be a trailer or something that we saw that we were like, eh. <laughs> but. I guess not. <laughs> we not, remember not, it was not any important. trailers, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so. if, if you care, the Stranger Things Season 4 teaser. Oh, that's a cheat. That is, I mean, I knew they... Obviously, they made it clear that they did it at the, the mid credit scene or whatever, the yeah. end of Season 3, but that is such a cheat. And I hate it when TV shows do that, <laughs> pull that stuff, but... I'll still watch it, I guess. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, obviously, I'll be there. Yeah, so... Other um, than that... What is our next film? Our what's next our, film that we're going to do. next film next month? Next film next I, month? I guess we're going to do Mulan. I guess we're going to watch Mulan. But it's at the end of the month, so the next movie, you might get Insomnia before you get Mulan. We'll try to. I think it's a good goal for us to try to watch Insomnia. Because so. Mulan doesn't come out until the 27th, so. Yeah. So you might not actually get that episode until we'll April. No. cram that in. We'll have to go watch it and come home and record an episode. And yeah. Dylan get to busy work. <laughs> busy, busy on that one um, fast. Yeah, so. Uh, but I do think it's the... I do think it's the right film to talk about this month. I mean, we obviously had a few choices, but... Um, it was either that or A Quiet Place, in my opinion. Or A Quiet Place. We could have done Onward, could've I guess. Could have done Onward. Could have justified that, but I, A Quiet Place, I, I think... We know, we know what we we're going to expect. We know what it is. I, I think it'll be a quality horror film, horror thriller film. Onward's going to look good. We all Onward know that. will look pretty. Um, it'll have heart. It'll have plenty of heart to go around. But I think Mulan is the one that is could either... Be, Really good or really bad? Could be either really good or really bad. And either way, we're gonna have a lot to say about it. So. Visually, visually, I know that it's gonna be great. It's gonna be. It's gonna look. I mean, they spent like what four hundred million dollars or some something crazy like number, three hundred or something like that. Uh, some crazy number on it. So, and it's gonna make as well. They're hoping it's gonna make a lot of money in China, but its uh, premiere was canceled to the coronavirus. So they're hoping this coronavirus thing is kind of cleared up by then. But because that's really where they're hoping, because it's not yeah. tracking well in the U.S. But um, I, I mean, like I've I, like I've said, I I, I love kung fu movies and old Chinese. I, I like them. I like them. I think they're good. I I'm interested to see a a, a, a Chinese war drama with Wire Fu as Aaron has told me it is dubbed. Yeah, which was, there's going to be a lot of. It looks like there's going to be. I don't know if it's a uh, oh so much Wire Fu as CGI Fu now, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I mean, to say the least, I mean it, it'll be it'll be visually entertaining, and I'm glad that they gave it a PG-13 rating because with that they'll they'll be able to accomplish a lot more with yeah. it essentially being I am a glad. war drama. I know a lot of people are upset that Disney has basically admitted this is not going to be the cartoon. No, but I'm glad. I I one of the things I hated about Lion King was that it was. The same movie? The same movie. and I don't know where they put 30 extra minutes of, movie, <laughs> of, of footage in that movie. Yeah, like if you like if you watched them side by side, you could see the differences. But like, you know, watching them like a few months apart, you'd be like, I feel like I just, I just watched that movie. <laughs> like, that's what I, I, I just, I just, I did not like that about Lion King. I like, I prefer if you're going to remake something, reimagine it. Don't just remake it, reimagine it. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I like that idea. Now it could go horribly wrong. It could easily go horribly wrong, but yeah. I, I think it's an interesting concept. But anyway, we're rambling on about a movie that we're not supposed to be talking about. So no. uh, anyway, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and promote ourselves. Um, if you enjoy listening to us, we have another podcast called Stomp This Way, in which we talk about a different giant monster movie every day of the week. And you can Every find day that- of the week. I know, I'm sorry. Every week of the month, every week of the year, every week. I don't know why I added that extra. But you can find that on all major pod hosting services. But as Absolutely. far as this podcast goes, we're a podcast. We are a podcast. <laughs> Last time checked. <laughs> we're up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we're at DNA Film Wars on all those platforms. If you want to go ahead and give us a like or a follow, be sure to tell your friends about us if you like hearing us talk about movies. That is correct. And if you want to ask us a question or... Just give us a glowing, personalized review. You can contact us at dnafilmwars at gmail.com. Absolutely. Make sure you uh, listen to us on pretty much any major pod hosting service you can find. Mm -hmm, That's right. Other than that, I think that about wraps it up for this week. So we will see you next time when we talk about insomnia. That's right. Followed by Mulan. 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 Moolin. <laughs> yeah, we've been to South. We're going to go. I, 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 go see that Moolin. I know that people are going to come into the theater and say, hey, can I, can I have two tickets to that Moolin movie? <laughs> and you're going to be yeah. like, we don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, as always, I'm Aaron. I'm Dylan, and we'll catch you the next one.